Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 44 of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of... Opinions. Opinions. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host today, Adam Hansen, and across from me is the wonderful, the magnificent Kyle motherfucking Rose. Hello, everybody. Kyle, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great, Adam. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's good to have you back. I know. I, I have not gotten to see the Hardly Millennial Studio yet. Oh, yes, that's right. So uh, for those who uh, may not have listened to the first one that we did, uh, the first time Kyle was on, I had to make the podcast portable. Yes. So I had to go to – I text Kyle, and I was like, hey, Kyle, uh, do you mind if I come over and do a podcast to your house? And he was like, you know what, Adam? Get over here. Yeah, get on over here. Let's do it. And so uh, the last time we did it, although we had a good conversation, it was a little echoey and such. You yes. Know, but uh, luckily, we have you in the studio today. So Indeed. The best audio for the best audience in the world. Aw. <laughs> That's so nice. So uh, Kyle and I were talking a little bit off mic about what exactly it is we wanted to talk about today. And really, we just were like, we don't fucking know. No. So <laughs> do we, we ever? Do, do we, we ever? ever? We really no. don't. We just no, we, we just end up going with it. <laughs> so that's exactly what we're going to do today. Uh, if anything, we're actually going to probably just pick up from where we left off on so. the last podcast that we did. Uh, just disclaimer going in, uh, just so you know, Kyle and I love to nerd out together. Oh, yes. So that's just what's going to happen today. So we're going to be nerding out. We'll probably talk about anime and video games. Oh, yes. and So this one's for you out there, all you nerdy, nerdy nerds. All you nerdy nerds. Ooh, I love your radio voice. It's so great. <laughs> But yeah, guys, so I hope you enjoy. Um, if that's not what you're into, then maybe this isn't the podcast for you. But luckily, you have 43 other ones to go back and listen to. Wow, 43. 43. This you is guys, number 44 today, man. You guys have made it so far. I know. Every day, dude. Every day. Every single time we try to think about, when did we launch Hardly Millennial? I'm just like, oh, well, what podcast number are we on? There you it go. It was that many days ago. That many. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about anime, Kyle. Okay. That's where I think that's where we left off the last time. I, I think that we so. Spoke. Yes. So, what's your favorite anime, Kyle? Favorite anime, probably. God, there's so many. Ah, <laughs> uh, but probably favorite of all time mm-hmm. would still to this day have to be Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh yes. I really enjoy Yu Yu Hakusho. It is so good. I have the mangas. I read all the mangas. Oh, I haven't nice. even seen all the show. Oh, but the show's I, good. I've read all the I, manga I though. It. it is definitely one of those few animes uh-huh. where, dare I say it, I prefer dubs over subs. Yeah, so you know what I've realized? I've realized a lot of older animes. Older animes. I yes. feel that way about. So mm-hmm. like Dragon Ball Z is another one, yes. right? Where I've listened to the subbed versions and I definitely prefer the English actors. Yeah, compared. it's it's what we're used to. I I mean, I I completely give credit to the Japanese voice cast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I think the 
Dragon Ball community, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, really appreciates that, you know, the voice actress that does Goku's voice, it's it's been the same voice actress ever since Goku was a little kid in the original Dragon Ball. Where, where... Well, no, no, so the guy who does the voice of older Goku did not do the voice of Goku. Oh, no, for Japan. For Japan. Oh, for Japan. Yeah, it's been the same lady. The same lady has been voicing Goku ever since the first Dragon Ball episode came out. Oh, how fun. Yeah, so it's actually a weird thing. So in Japan, they did not see a need to change the voice when Goku got older, where it's like here in America, we're like, oh, no, your voice drops. You know, right. you need a deeper voice for, for you know, your older male characters. So when Goku mm-hmm. got older, you know, Sean Schimmel from Funimation took over. Of course, there's been tons of different renditions, of course. You know, we're just more used to Funimation. That's like the official dub now i was gonna say yeah because i think even uh i think even the uk has yeah. specific actors they yeah use for... yeah because uh when we first got dragon ball z to the west uh-huh. uh it was ocean dub that took care of it and i think they were in canada okay yeah that's why if like if you ever first started watching dragon ball like in the saiyan saga and probably even a little bit of the namek saga Uh uh-huh like they had different voices and then once you got to like frieza it's like oh all of a sudden now these are the voices you've been used to for years really is that the same if you go back and watch the old um it's no because funimation finally went back and dubbed all the episodes and redubbed it but yeah ocean ocean studios had it first and then I'm not sure exactly what happened. They, like, lost the rights to it or whatever. And then Toei, oh, which is, I believe, Dragon Ball's parent company, took uh, their rights and worked with Funimation. And Funimation has had the rights ever since. And oh. so they are the ones that do it. That's why you have, you know, Christopher Sabat and Sean right, Schimmel right, right. and everybody that we've known and loved for all of these years now. Yes. But even they're getting tired. Of yeah, they, they're the getting voices. tired. But it's just like they're still great, and it's just it's hard to think of Goku without you know hearing Sean Schimmel's voice. Well, and I'm sure that's why they still do it. But I remember I saw an interview with all of the main cast members mm-hmm. when Dragon Ball Super was released, mm-hmm. and obviously when they were coming out with Dragon Ball Super, and the cast of the old English cast heard about it, that it was funny when they were interviewing them. None of them were actively excited yeah. <laughs> that they were going to be doing Dragon Ball Z again. You could tell they were all kind of grudgingly like, okay, I'll do it again or yeah. you know, whatever. Or come back to it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and the reason being, though, was uh, Sean Schimmel specifically, he stated that when I heard that Dragon Ball Super was coming, the first thing I thought was like, Oh, 10 more years of screaming. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just 10 more years of screaming constantly into a microphone. Yep. It's like, and I definitely, I feel that. Yeah. I could, I could understand why that get daunting. Well, but. yeah, because you thought it all came to an end, you know, you, you know, they finished up GT. Well, and I thought Super came to an end too. Is it not? It's not ending yet though, right? There's like new uh, well, shit. Well, yeah, there's still kind of new shit because it's kind of, there's, there's other stuff because there's like the Dragon Ball Heroes that's tied to a game that has like its own little OVA so going on. I thought that was the new thing, right? I yeah. thought Dragon Ball Heroes was the new thing. But, but no, it's totally not canon. Right, and it's not canon, and I know that. But aren't there new episodes of Super? Um, I, I don't know. I think they were discussing like either like another movie because like I don't think the manga's done. 
for Super? Yeah, I think I don't was know. Was Super ever a manga? Yeah, Super is a manga. Oh, Akira, I didn't know Akira that. Akira Toriyama I, still still drafting it and everything. Oh, I thought Super was was just totally anime. Just anime. No, yeah. no, he uh, he's writing a manga for it. <laughs> oh shit! Well, fuck. Good good on you, Akira Toriyama. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many more evolutions Goku can have for his Saiyan abilities. Yeah, I know. But... Everybody's like, well, hopefully Ultra Instinct is the end of it. <laughs> I don't think I so, don't think though. So. There's probably going to be Super Saiyan you Ultra know, Instinct. Yeah, <laughs> Super Saiyan Ultra Instinct 5000! You know, they're going to do some <laughs> stupid shit like that. Although, what I would love to see with the continuation of it, and, I mean... As I'm saying this, I'm realizing it probably won't happen that way because they tried this already. Because we all know that Dragon Ball was the story of Goku, right? Mm -hmm. And then Dragon Ball Z was supposed to be the story of Gohan. Yeah, I was watching him grow up. And it started out that way, but then just became back about Goku again. Uh So I I would almost like for any new renditions of Dragon Ball to come out... To be about like the new kin of Z fighters. So not only like the obvious like Trunks or Goten, but to also visit like uh to also visit like Pan. Yeah. You know, or Pan, Pam, whatever. I think it's was. Pan, yeah. Or like for example, where the fuck is Oob? Yeah. Oob was canon in Dragon Ball Z. At the end. I want to see... Ca- but at the same time, though, at the end of Dragon Ball Z, Pam was already, like, four. Or, like, was, like, oh, a yeah, toddler. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, because they ended it that way. And then when they went to go make Super because Battle of the Gods, mm-hmm. you know, was such a huge hit, that Akira Toriyama was like, oh, I'm going to retcon it, and the- we're going to have Super take place immediately after Kid Buu was killed. Is that when Super takes place? Super takes place in like immediately or like a year or so afterwards. So like, nope, Oob didn't happen. The GT outfit Goku wore didn't happen right. and everything. So it's just like, nope, it, it, they cut it off before that. It was like right after the they killed Boo. And now they're just going to pick up Super from there. But Oob could still happen, though. It, he could. Because... And it's just like that was the big thing because it's like I, I do kind of feel the same way because that was the thing is like Goku's last wish when he was killing Boo was to see like hopefully you come back someday reincarnated and I can fight you again. Mm-hmm. And that's what Oob was. Yes. He was the reincarnation of Boo because, you know, Oob is Boo backwards. Right. <laughs> for, for those who may not have put that together. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, but yeah, so it's just like, yeah, it was really good to see them fight and everything. It's like, yeah, it's like we all know GT wasn't fantastic having Goku get turned back into a kid. But G- GT wasn't canon, though. Right? No, yeah, yeah, especially now that Super's out. It's like, yeah, yeah totally got retconned and everything. It's totally out. It's it's not canon. I don't know if it ever was considered canon because it was never a Toriyama that worked on it. Right, so that was my understanding, and I could be totally wrong with this. Comment down below if you know the answer. But uh, for GT, I believe it was Z ended. Mm-hmm. America wasn't ready to let Dragon Ball go. Yep. So I believe it was an American studio. I think so. That bought the story rights, or uh, get, excuse me, just burp there. Whew. Ooh. But just uh, they and they got permission granted to continue on with the story, and that's what GT was. Yes. But GT is not canon at all. No. You know, and 
I've I've actually never gone and watched all of GT. I've seen bits yeah, and parts. Yeah, I, I got through it. Did you get through <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, because I was also so, one of those. So tell American me about kids. because I, I've actually have like really met people who have actually watched all of GT. Yeah, so I was definitely among that group as a kid of like, well, Z's over. I don't. I I still want to watch more. Right. So of course, when GT was you know being dubbed and everything, and it started coming out, so I watched that and. Yeah, it's like it's it's not great because it's like oh, it's trying to recapture the you know essence that was the original Dragon Ball. It's like oh, make Goku a kid again, make this all about Goku. It's just like, eh. It's just like okay, well now it's about Goku and Pan and Trunks as Trunks is older now, but it's not cool badass future Trunks that no, we got from the Cell Saga. Teenage angsty Trunks. It's teenage angsty Trunks. Mm-hmm. And so like they had a couple of decent ideas. Uh, I think the first saga was with Baby, which was the lore yeah, is... Yeah, what was... Yeah, explain that to yeah, me. Yeah, so the lore was... I don't remember the race, but apparently Planet Vegeta was inhabited by two races, the Saiyans and the... Another one. Another one. <laughs> but so the Saiyans were the, you know, strong barbarian types. The other people were the smart, you know, intellectual types. Uh-huh. Well, the Saiyans were stronger and they basically annihilated the this other race. Gotcha. So, but uh, one, uh, one guy still survived and, like, this is how they kind of tie it into, like, oh, well, it's kind of like Dr. Giro because it's some... Um, big scientist or whatever and he creates baby which is like a cell uh-huh. and it basically infects people and takes and takes control of them okay so basically it, it kind of builds up and uh ends up taking over the majority of the earth so now goten gohan and mainly vegeta have right. all been taken over by Baby. And it's, you know, Baby's mainly in Vegeta, which is why you have Super Baby Vegeta. Right. And so Goku has to become strong enough to take on, you know, this new form of Vegeta because, you know, Baby made him stronger somehow. And so Goku has to learn how to become Super Saiyan 4. And so that's how Super Saiyan 4 becomes a thing. Oh, I thought he had to become Super Saiyan 4 for the Shenra. Shenron. Uh, no, that, that's like the end. That's like the end of GT gotcha. is the Shinon stuff. So, yeah, so it becomes like, oh, Goku needs to get his tail back, and then he has to transform into the golden ape. And then, like, stare at the, like, Earth from the moon or yeah, something like that. Some, it's, it's some stupid it's shit like that. ridiculous. And then he had to gain control of the golden ape form, and it brings him back down into human form, and he's Super Saiyan 4. So, of course, you have kid Goku, but then he turns into adult Goku when he goes Super Saiyan 4. Right. So, Just, it's like, uh... it's kind of weird. So, yeah, there's the baby saga. And then after baby's defeated... And he, they get rid of the scientist or whatever. Apparently, that scientist from whatever race was on planet Vegeta uh, meets with Dr. Zero in hell. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> and so they work on opening a portal from hell back to Earth. And that's kind of how it starts with, oh, now all of the old enemies that they took on are showing up on Earth. And <laughs> so that started to happen? Yeah, that started to happen. And what they were doing this for is the... The other scientist that was teaming up with Dr. Shiro creates his own version of Android 17. Oh, that's right. Okay, I knew there was one that I wasn't thinking of because I, the only ones I could think of were Baby and Shenron. Yes. And then, or Ultimate Shenron, whatever the fuck yeah. he is. The, 
But uh, but yeah, so there was a Super 17. Super 17. Thing, right? Yes. Okay. And so it became like this whole thing that, oh, he can absorb any kind of energy or whatever, just like, you know, the old androids and everything. So then Goku has to go do his like super dragon fist and rip through him and <laughs> get everybody back to hell. And then so I think after that, because it's just like really like three kind of arcs. It was the I was baby arc. Say, it was short. For yeah. The, I think it was only like like 40 or 50 episodes. Yeah, I, I think so. Again, I don't know the exact number. So it was Baby, then it was Super 17, and then it started with the, you know, the Shenron things because apparently that's how they wanted to end it. It was like, oh, the Dragon Balls have been used so much now that now they're being corrupted. Uh-huh. And so now... Uh, they turned into like the super dragon balls or something, and instead of just spreading around Earth, they spread throughout the universe. Right. And I'm not. That might be how it started, or I I don't really remember. <laughs> it, it's it's been a long time since I watched GT. But uh, yeah. So the original Dragon Balls get corrupted, and so now each Dragon Ball is turning into like some form of Shenron or whatever. And Goku has to you know go with Trunks and Pan and fight all these versions. Right. So. uh they they fight and defeat all of them, and then Omega Shenron shows up, which I guess is like the Seven Star Ball, and absorbs all the other one, and becomes like Omega Shenron, you know, Maximum or something. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he is. Yeah, so, uh, so now he's super powerful, and Super Saiyan 4 can't beat him, and now Vegeta is... There has to be Gogeta. Yeah, right? Vegeta right. learns how to go Super Saiyan 4. They both can't beat him, so now Goku and Vegeta do the fusion dance, become Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. Mm -hmm. And they finally beat him, and then that's the end of GT. Woo! Yeah. Well, thank so you much, for that explanation. So much fun of non-canon <laughs> Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's 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 a cool series. Uh, one thing that does bother me about it that they actually did get a little better with it as time went on with the Super. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, I love Super. Super was great. Well, what I what I so I didn't like Super at first, mm -hmm. and the reason why I didn't like Super at first is because now you're getting to the point to where you have Goku and Vegeta turning into these like Super Saiyan gods, Super Saiyan. Yeah, things, no, right? too many transformations. It's always been the problem since the, uh, Cell. So the too many transformations isn't even what bothered me. Okay, what bothers me is you have these super powerful Saiyans now that are basically gods. And they're still just using Kamehameha's to beat everything. Uh, yeah. Everything just comes down to, well, because I'm Super Saiyan God now, my Kamehameha wave is even more stronger mm. than it was before. Or let's fight really super fast so the animators have yeah, a break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, I wanted more like, I wanted different kind of attacks. I wanted different ways that they went about yeah. beating these people. And that's uh, the Dark Tournament. I started to get that. Yes. And I enjoyed that because I was mm -hmm. like, finally, we're getting something a little different than what mm -hmm. we usually get with the Dragon Ball series. And yeah, and like, that's kind of a big thing. And it's like, that's why a lot of people will still go back to the original Dragon Ball and praise it for what it is because mm -hmm. the original Dragon Ball was new weird techniques these enemies did different stuff it wasn't all just punching and kicking right it was like oh well what what is this guy doing it's like oh well this guy can create copies of himself oh this guy takes the evil from within inside of you and uses it against you to, to kill you and it's like oh wow it's like all this stuff it's like it's not just the kamehameha it's like that's where after image first came up that's where solar flare first came yeah, up. yeah a lot it's of those like, cool ones yeah a lot of the cool techniques and it's just because yeah not everybody was super sane and flying around and punching and kicking as fast as possible yeah exactly <laughs> you know but 
I didn't. I don't want to focus too much in Dragon Ball because we could do a whole podcast. Oh, on we Dragon absolutely Ball could. Z. But one anime that is by far one of my favorites, if not my favorite, and I would argue that my brother is a big anime fan too, as uh-huh. you know, and I think it's his favorite also, is Full Metal Alchemist, specifically oh, yeah. Brotherhood. Specifically Brotherhood. Specifically Don't get Brotherhood. me wrong, the very first rendition has its own spot in my heart because it was yes. the first version I saw, yes. but no, Brotherhood is the superior version. It yes. sticks closer to the manga, mm-hmm. and it's it's just a fantastic well done version of the anime. Yes, yes. it is. It has everything you want. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I, I really feel it does. And it's like, yeah, because it's like, it, it's so funny because if you watch the original one and then go to Brotherhood, you realize like the first series, I believe, is 50 episodes or 52 or something like that. They actually, I think they are both on par with each other. Oh, yeah, they might be, but I also episodes. know the first one ended with a movie. They went and made a movie. They did <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I know. Uh, but it's real funny because I believe it's like the first five episodes of Brotherhood pretty much encompasses the first 40. Okay, that was the funniest fucking thing yes. when I watched it, right? Because when I first went to go watch Full Metal Alchemist, um, I it, it had already been out, mm-hmm. right? So I think the first time I watched it was like 2013 right so yeah. it's already been out for years and yeah i went and i watched the first full metal alchemist you know i just as you said always holds a place in my heart you know it was definitely a darker definitely oh, yeah. a much darker version than what we got from brotherhood you know yes. brotherhood was much more intricate as far as like government and coups yeah and, and, it, like and it stayed really true to like what the manga, the manga was yeah but yes but no it's like uh when they had to kind of come up with filler because the manga wasn't done the manga wasn't where it was when brotherhood came out right they had to kind of put together some old thing their own things and yeah, yeah they got to some dark places well and what you were saying about just like how much filler mm-hmm. there actually was. I remember watching Full Metal Alchemist and there was a specific uh, thing that the two brothers had to do. And they had to go to, what was it? They had to go to building number five. Oh, yeah. Do you know, know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, like the, the five warehouse. Is, yeah, the five is correct. It wasn't called building, though. It was yeah. called something else. But yeah, some warehouse in the of, of a banded military base or something. Yeah, so they had to go to warehouse number five. And in there, there's, like, these two bad guys they have to fight. But the entire process of not only going to building number five, but then what they went through while they were in building number five was, like, 10 episodes. Oh, yeah. It was like a whole arc that they had. Oh, yeah. And then I remember I went and I watched Brotherhood, and it was like episode seven. Everything that happened in those 12 episodes, and this didn't happen till later down in the show either in the original. Yeah, this was like episode like 30 to 35 or something like that. So all of a sudden, episode seven in Brotherhood, everything that they did in building number five, getting there, deciding they're going to go there, everything happened in a 20 span, 20 minute episode on episode seven. And I was like, and that was when it clicked to me because when I first started watching Full Metal Alchemist, I actually, or Brotherhood, I mean, I actually wasn't a fan because I was so used to the original. Yeah. And then when I got to seven or episode seven and saw that, my first initial reaction was like, oh, wow, there was a lot of filler. Yeah. In the first one that I watched. Like, there's, <laughs> I have even scratched the surface of this story. Yep. Like, 
Ugh, I hate it when enemies do that, but I get it. Why I get they it. Do that. I get why they do that. Well, yeah, yeah, because it's like if any anime, it's like I'm sure there are other ones, but it's like for me personally, if there's any anime that uses and abuses the filler system, it's Naruto. Yeah, I so I never got into Naruto. Yes. Now, see, that was something I originally got into when it came to Toonami, mm-hmm. and then I started watching it because, of course, Toonami only has like, oh, we're only going to do a season. And then it's going to take like a year for us to dub the next season. Right. So I was like, oh, I'm not waiting for this anymore. So I'm going to go watch it subbed, mm-hmm. you know, on, I think YouTube still had subbed episodes then because copyright hadn't hit <laughs> had it Hadn't hit YouTube yet. Yeah, it hadn't hit it yet. So, and then I was watching, I was like, okay, you know, this is good and everything. And then I realized uh, the first series of Naruto when they're all kids and everything uh, has about 250 some episodes. Okay. And you realize, especially if you go look at like what episodes should I watch of Naruto, which ones right. aren't, and which ones are filler, uh, it tells you it's like, oh, here's like a little three episode thing in the first hundred episodes that's filler. Oh, here's another five episodes. Episode one hundred one to episode two fifty is all filler. Wait, of the original? Of the original oh, like Naruto when they're kids. Yeah, when they're kids. So episode one to two hundred. And- episode one hundred one. To episode 250, 149 or 150 episodes of nothing <laughs> but filler. Wow. It is so bad because I was just like, wait, what does this have to do with anything? And then I watched like the very last episode of Naruto. It's just like, oh, here's where we're going to span two years and then do Naruto Shippuden when we're all like 16 right. and everything. So I was just like, what was the point of all that? And then I started watching Shippuden when that came out. And then I got to, like, the first filler arc. I'm like, nope, I'm just going to read the manga. <laughs> so I read the manga from, like, the f- I think I watched, like, 20 episodes of Shippuden. And then mm-hmm. from episode 20 to the very end of the manga, I just read the manga. Because <laughs> I was so tired of all this damn filler. I totally get it. I um, there's So I actually have a hard time. And the reason why I didn't get into Naruto is because I have a really hard time getting into the animes that are just that. They're like 300, 400 episodes long. Oh. Uh, another perfect example of that is One Piece. Oh, One Piece is still going. Uh, yeah, and I think One Piece is like up in the thousands now. Oh, yeah. As it's far terrible. as it. So I have people who are like you and I are into anime and they'll be like, oh, do you watch One Piece? You should check out One Piece. I'm like, I'm not going to check out One Piece because regardless on whether or not I'm going to love it or not, I have no interest in trying to get caught up with a thousand plus episodes. episodes. Absolutely. And from my understanding of One Piece, uh, there are filler episodes, yes, but there it, are. but it's not like whole sagas of filler mm-hmm. you know they're the sagas are still part of the yeah. anime yeah you know it's really funny because it's like bringing up those long over inflated anime series and they're usually yeah. the shonen ones <clears throat> um i saw like browsing through facebook i always see the one joke that makes me laugh so hard of uh like somebody had posted you know you know life is too short to hate naruto and then the first comment is life is too short to watch naruto <laughs> that's so true though <laughs> now i enjoy them if i'm watching them from the beginning yes right? if so, i kept up with it from yeah. the beginning i'm just like oh this just is never ending yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like dragon ball z was one of yeah. those you know i started watching when i was a kid during the earlier seasons the mm-hmm. earlier episodes and then you know i continued with it through my life yeah like when Frieza said, like, hey, Namek's going to be destroyed in five minutes. 
10 episodes later. Ten, yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. 10, 20 minute episodes. Yeah. 10, later. 20 minute episodes. It's been 200 minutes, Frieza. Uh, when is this planet going to blow up? <laughs> but uh, so, one particular anime that I got really into that I was actually very sad that they ended is it, would, uh, it was another long one, but I kept up with it. So, I did my watching was Fairy Tale. Oh, yeah. See, now that's one I missed out on. Oh, see, I. That was definitely that's my Naruto. Yeah, for sure. I, I completely understand. I, I really enjoy that anime, and I've I've heard rumors that they are continuing with it. I was hearing some things too because about I that. don't because I don't think the manga ended. I think the manga continued on. Yeah, sounds you right. Know, it was one of those. It was kind of like Shippuden, right? So like there was a whole you know kid like saga, you know, but there were sagas within that saga. I think it was the same thing with Fairy Tale. There was this one huge huge over arc that ended you know so they could have ended the series there yeah but i think the actual creator is like continuing on with it Sounds which right. i can't fucking wait for because oh, yeah. i love that anime <laughs> so much right you know? yeah absolutely understand but uh but yeah but a lot of those long form animes like that i have a really hard time going back and watching if, especially if they're already into it and i know mm-hmm. like now if it ends if there's an ending Mm-hmm. I'm more likely to do it. So if it's like 200 episodes, but episode 200 is it, the end, I'll probably go and watch it at some point. Yeah. I, and like that's what's real funny because uh, my wife does watch anime too. But it's always really funny because with her, you know, I'm the one that grew up with all of the uh, shonen animes and everything. So Dragon Ball Z and, you know, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, Roroni Kenshin and everything. It's like these are long spanning series. Now, my wife, she likes the more smaller series. She's like, if an anime is over 12 to 24 episodes, what's the point? Interesting. <laughs> and those are usually my favorites. Yeah, those are usually some of my favorites, yeah. too. But it's like, I kind of understand. I'm just like, yeah, but it's like, I grew up with Dragon Ball Z that's 200-some episodes. I grew up with Yu Yu Hakusho that I believe is exactly 115 episodes. Yeah. But it's just like, no, it's like, I get it, because it's like, oh, well, then you have stuff like Cowboy Bebop that's like 24 episodes. Yeah, but... It was Cowboy Bebop only twenty four episodes? Oh yeah, no, it's not a long one. Really? Yeah, it's and it had and it has such a crazy following. Oh, it does. I I, I, I'm, thought, I am part of that following. I do love Cowboy Bebop to death. I thought they were at least, but least up to like the fifty mark or nope. something. Like I knew they ended. I knew they didn't reach a hundred, oh, yeah. but no. I had really. Yep, it's it's not a long series, but that's what makes it so elegant and to the point and awesome <laughs> didn't cowboy bebop die, like end with everybody dying because of some virus that came um, up? sorry i'm if i'm totally spoiling no, this for people you're, but you're not spoiling it Adam. because i because here's the thing i this is the why, reason i bring this up because it was just a random memory that came to my mind was i never watched a lot of cowboy bebop like i watched it if it was on but i was never like into it but there was one particular episode I remember watching where it was basically just all the characters on a ship and there was some weird alien virus thing that was going oh, and making everybody that's sick. That's a fantastic episode. But it was going and making everybody yes. sick. And then if if memory serves me correctly, because this is when I was like 10, like everybody dies on the ship. And now that I know that this ep- that the show was only 24 episodes long, was that how it no. ended? No, that wasn't the, or was that it, just the end of it. was some random episode? It, it was some random episode. And I think that it's kind of because cowboy bebop it's I'm, I'm not sure if it had a manga so don't quote me 
But uh, I think it's like it did have a couple of filler episodes, even though it was 24 episodes long, because that is one of the filler episodes okay. where it's just like, oh, yeah, there's like, yeah, because the episode was basically. It was weird. There was like yeah. almost no so, talking. It was. Yeah, well, yeah, it was a lot of inner monologue with Spike because he had a. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I got this lobster dinner like two months ago and it's been sitting in this fridge. And he's like, should I look at it? It's like, I don't know. And he like opens yeah, it up. Yeah, I remember. And it's just like all oh, mutated and gross and everything. He's just like, nope. And then it wreaks havoc on the ship. <laughs> yeah, and it wreaks yeah. havoc on the ship. So no, he finally like gets it and burns it. And then he takes the fridge where it was sitting in and opens up the airlock and kicks the fridge out. And he's mm-hmm. like, nope, none of that. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's one of my favorite episodes. And the uh, mushroom episode is also another one of I my favorite I never saw ones. that one. Yeah, so basically they're all starving. And, like, they find some, like, weird mushrooms, and they take them, and they are psychedelic mushrooms. Ooh, yeah. So everybody starts tripping balls. Everybody. Like, uh, you see Spike, and he's, like, going upstairs. But it's, like, and, like, the stairs are really long in his mind, and he meets a talking frog. He's, like, where are you going, man? He's, like, I don't know. I just got to get up these stairs. And then you see him in real life. He's just moving, stepping up and down on the same step. (laughs) (laughs) See, those, I always appreciate those kind of episodes. Oh, yeah. It's it's so good. So, like, so to not deviate from the anime conversation, but I always like to make this point clear when I'm talking about anime, especially when I feel that there are people who might be listening who are just totally lost right now. Right. right. And yeah. like, or are like, oh, these fuckers like anime. Well, fucking <laughs> nerds or cartoons. The reason why I enjoy anime so much is because there's an originality aspect oh, yes. to anime that you miss out on in everyday Hollywood films or TV shows on mm-hmm. TV. And that includes anything you see on YouTube Red or Netflix. Yeah. I mean, fuck. Some of the more popular shows right now on Netflix, um, uh, I'll use what I've been watching for an example. So Netflix released this show called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh yeah, yeah. And so it's a company. It's a production company that what they're doing is they're taking these old. I I can't remember what the string of comics were, but there was basically an umbrella of comics. Uh, the Archie Bunker comics, I think, came from them. Sabrina the Teenage Witch came from them Mm -hmm. and so they're making these shows based off of those old comics but they're making them dark whereas these things were very light-hearted comics so even sabrina the teenage witch show with melissa joan hart was very light-hearted yeah it was very light-hearted but these are dark versions of it so i've been really into like the chilling adventures of sabrina which is just that it's a dark version of sabrina the teenage witch nice but again though Sure, you're going about the story in an original way, but it's still not original. Yeah. It's not an original story at all. You're taking something that was already fed to you and you're vomiting it up, but mm-hmm. everybody's going to vomit the, the, the same food differently. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And Completely so, understand. So when you get to animes and stuff, you do have a lot of people that complain and go, oh, well, they're just cartoons or, oh, they just pander to people who want to see, you know, big breasted, big butt, cute girls, you know, in cartoon form, whatever it is. Right. And there are people out there like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and I understand that that's why anime gets a bad rep. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, if you are out there and you've never watched an anime, I promise you there is one 
for you. Oh, yeah. You know, there it are, is so diverse. There are ones that jump into the, more of the fantasy stuff, like what Kyle and I have been talking about today. Mm-hmm. And there are other ones that are played off totally serious, oh, like yes. everyday life. Yeah. What What was one of the ones that we had both uh, talked about and got into more recently? Ugh, I know exactly the one you're talking about, and I can't think of the name. I can't think of the name either, because it's like you were the one that told me it was. it's about to get a uh, live action version. Yes. Oh, fuck. What was it called? It was... You're talking about the time traveling esque yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't remember the name, but yeah, they did make a live action version of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, because it was like it was very simple, but it was very real. Mm-hmm. It was very like, oh, this is what's going on. And... Well, but even that one had a more supernatural yes. kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. There was an anime that my brother and I watched years ago. Um, I think it was it was like an abri- the name of it was like an abbreviation of something. It was called like NPK or something like hmm. that. But it was on Netflix. It was like a 13, 14 episode anime. Okay. But the entire episode was about this gentleman who lived in, you know how in Japan they have those small little tiny studios. It's like just enough for a little bedroom and like a bathroom. Mm-hmm. So he lived in one of those. You know, he just like played video games or watched movies all day. There was like a name for them, like a neen or Nen or something like that. They, hmm. they had a name for it. Sure. But uh, <laughs> but the anime was just about this guy living in there. And then he, like, one day he gets the courage to, like, go out and just, like, you know, walk around and deal with people. And he ends up meeting this very eccentric girl, hmm. you know. And it's and then he meets his neighbor who's all, who's younger than him but is also very eccentric. And he kind of ends up being this, like, big brother figure to him. So it's this 14-episode anime, but there's no, like, supernatural aspect to it. There's no fantasy aspect. It's literally just a... A, a well-told story about this shut-in and how he just kind of like spreads his wings and there's a bit of a love story mixed in with oh, there. Nice. But like I said, total anime, mm-hmm. total done in anime style. Yeah. But you're not getting the kind of stuff that people think of when they think of anime. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, I mean, it just goes, like I said, it's just going back to my point of just there's an anime for everybody. Oh, there, there absolutely is. It's like, if you look and it's like, and I know we've hit on that on the podcast a lot before because it's like there are plenty of Big name movies out there that got yeah, their inspiration. We, we talked about the Matrix. Yeah, the, last the Matrix time. and everything. The so Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, it's like there's, there's like anime got big for a reason. You know? Yes, it has inspired a lot of people to like do make their own kinds of stories and everything. Yeah, well, and it allows and because you have this style of people right these aren't these they don't look like family guy characters or bob's Burgers characters they look like people uh proportions and everything right with the right proportions so just really big eyes yeah just really big guys exactly (laughs) but not all the time not all the time not all the time no so you're able to put yourself in that situation and imagine it in a more realistic aspect which is what I think people appreciate Mm -hmm. Uh, speaking of live action animes though have you seen Alita Battle Angel yet I have not I haven't either I I never even read a manga or seen an anime about it but I had not heard about it until I heard the movie but it looks fucking badass oh yeah absolutely I'm super excited to see that movie. See, I think we're getting closer and closer to seeing like a live action anime. Oh, like, I think done well. Done well, yes. Because there's been a lot. Yeah, there are plenty of anime and video game movies that have been made in Hollywood that uh, shall not be named because of 
<laughs> terribleness. <laughs> oh my gosh! But even some of them too. Like I know Dragon Ball Evolution. Ah, uh, yeah, you know? there's that one. But the director of that one recently, I think within the past couple of years, literally came out and apologized for the movie. Oh, good. It was like this was a piece <laughs> of shit. I'm sorry. I realize it was a piece of shit. Now, mm-hmm. like he he literally came out and admitted that it was. You know, he didn't focus on story a lot and everything no. because it was a money grab for him. Oh, absolutely. And, but there's animes out there, though, that it actually really bothers me when the Japanese make live version animes. Like, so, like, uh, the, oh, what, no, because. They've Death, done a few. They did Death Note. Yeah, Death Note was more our side, though, right? Because that was American. No, 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 that was all Japanese. Oh, oh no, no, no. You're, well, America action. did a Death Note version, right? But there was an original. There was an original one that was okay. Japan. Yeah, and then see, they I'm recently like, did Bleach and Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, and, so I'm like, eh, not really feeling big on those. The one I heard that was actually decent was the Roroni Kenshin live action one. I heard that too, but it makes sense for that one because there's no real fantasy aspect of no, that. It's a guy, really. it's a samurai with a sword. Yeah. You know, and he just never like uses the sharp side of it. Yeah. I think it was the whole gimmick. Yeah, of that the one. reverse blade katana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh but that that's my point though, is like I feel like when you wanna make a live action anime, the reason why a lot of these studios, including the Japanese ones, fail at doing so is because they try to implement too much of the fantasy aspect. Mm-hmm. In, and I think they do a lot uh, uh, overboard of fan service. Yes, exactly. Whereas what I think you need to do to really make an anime live action shine is you have to, I call it, you have to Nolan it. Oh, so yeah, Christopher yeah. Nolan, for those who don't know, did the live action Batman movies yep. with uh, Christian Bale and Heath Ledger's The Joker. And many but, other fantastic movies. Many other fantastic <laughs> movies. But specifically with the Batman movies, he took something that had always that always had you know a fantasy and kind of supernatural aspect to it there had been live action movies done before that had been popular in their own right mm-hmm. but the director always still put that fantasy at comic book aspect to it and the reason why the Nolan Batman movies did so fucking well is because he took a fantasy aspect and he put it and he what's the word i'm looking for he he uh he pasted it into realism. Yes. You know, he goes, this is this is how it would be if they actually happened in real yeah, life. It, yeah, if Batman was a more realistic character that existed in our universe, mm-hmm. this is what you'd be seeing. Our universe, that's a good way to put yeah. it. And I think that's what you need to do with, like, if you wanted to make a live-action Dragon Ball Z or Full Metal Alchemist, yeah. you have to take those fantasy aspects but be like, okay, well, if this actually could happen in our world... How exactly would it go down? Yeah. And then that's how you're able to really do well with those kind of movies. Yeah. And it's like that it is absolutely what it comes down for because it's like, yeah, nobody's really looking. I don't know. Maybe there are uh, for live action renditions of animes that are shot for shot what the anime was. No. And and unfortunately, so you're right. I don't th- I think people like you and I aren't looking for that. Yeah. But I think the reason why there's not a market for those kind of movies right now is because 
at some core, that is what people want. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the reasons why uh, Dragon Ball Z, for example, why there hasn't really been good live action films for that, and I'm not just talking about evolution, there's been a lot of short films. Oh, yeah, absolutely. YouTube-based short films. And to be fair, every time a new one is made, we're getting better. We're getting closer to getting a good, solid live action Dragon Ball Z film. But a lot of the reasons why people complain about it, one of the biggest ones being hair, right? Everybody complains that the hair on these fucking anime characters don't look, you know, the way that they do in the cartoons. Hey, according to the internet, Captain Marvel got the hair right. If you've seen any of the trailers, there's been a big comparison of how Captain Marvel is just basically live-action Dragon Ball Z. Because there's, like, a whole, like, scene in the trailer where she goes Super Saiyan. Uh, really? Well, <laughs> her, she goes all golden, her hair oh, sticks up. Oh, you mean, you mean as far as Super Saiyan goes, yeah. they got it right. Well, yeah, and, uh, like, uh, people were, goes. like, kind of comparing, it's like, hmm, you have uh, this character that has blonde hair. It sticks up when she gets powerful. She flies around and punches people. Mm -hmm. And then the alien she's fighting is green-skinned. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's why Marvel bothers me so much. I feel like they just take a lot of fucking shit. Mm-hmm. From stuff that I mean, Stan Lee, rest in peace, buddy. Good well, job. Yeah, rest in peace. But still, man, come on. Well, I mean, <laughs> comics are kind of the same way because there's just so many of them at this point. Yeah, it's oversaturated. It's oversaturated. Well, and I still think uh, I still think Superman. Superman's DC, but I still think the idea of Superman was stolen from Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and of course, you know, Dragon Ball, the original story, is just a journey to the West just told through Akira Toriyama's eyes. Well, yes, but the opening, the whole thing with Dragon Ball Z, though, or just Dragon Ball, going back to the original, is what? There was a child that was put on a ship to escape a planet that Mm -hmm. was going to die, Yep, lands on Earth, uh, is picked up, you know, by... A, a farmer, so yeah. to speak, right? Yep. And, and then, then he has to the raise ways of them, humans. taught the ways of humans. There's supernatural aspects about him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through his trials and errors, he learns about himself. It's fucking Smallville. It's Superman. Yeah. You know, and I'm pretty Just sure. Just with a lot less teenager angst. Yes. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure Dragon Ball came before Superman. Possibly. Yeah, I don't I, I don't. I could know. be wrong. Yeah, because I think he did. Yeah, because it's like I don't know when the first uh, Superman comic came mm-hmm. out. So, but it's it's how I feel the same with like a lot of the Marvel and the DC stuff. I mean, I get it, but I just want I just want more original shit, Kyle. Yeah, it would be nice, you know? wouldn't it? But I don't know the the as far as getting a live action anime movie, I think we are closer. A lot of people say Alita: Battle Angel, you know, did nail it as far as that's, oh, that's concerned. That's fantastic to but, hear. Uh, speaking of uh, Marvel and DC, though, did you see Captain Marvel? I have not yet. No. Yeah, there's plans to go see it. Usually, something I do with my dad. So it's oh, like we're right. still trying to work that out and go see it. So. Yeah, but it's like because it's like I've pretty much watched every other Marvel movie up to this point. It's like it's just been an ongoing thing for the past ten years. Yeah, it's again another situation of well, I've invested you know twenty some movies in, might as well finish them. Yes, I've always been that way. It's like if I find out a game or a TV show or something, it's just turning out bad. I'm like, well, 
gotten through eight seasons mm-hmm. or I've played 30 hours. It was funny. <laughs> I actually heard a Star Wars joke told recently by – it was actually by one of the people who do a voice – one of the voices on The Simpsons. Uh-huh. And I, I hope I don't botch this joke because I'm trying to remember from memory here. But he said something like uh, – he said something like life's like a like a Star Wars like the Star Wars franchise, and he goes because you can like them, you can hate them, but we're still all obligated to go see them. Yes, <laughs> you know, absolutely. <laughs> and that's absolutely. what happens. Like even me, who's you know, I do like Star Wars, but there are definitely franchises out there I'm bigger fans oh, of. Oh yeah, for sure. But Star Wars is one of those franchises where it's like, well, it doesn't matter. I have to. You have to be. I, you have to see the new Star Wars. Yeah, movie. I've gotten this far you in, know? and it's just like you're gonna end up missing something. It, you know, you're not gonna be able to talk about it when everybody else is talking about it right yeah and it's like no i get that but it's like and that's kind of like something else is just realizing like oh well once something goes on for too long it, it you know starts to degrade because it's like i i think i've noticed that a lot with tv shows mainly because mm-hmm. it's like there haven't been many tv shows that have ended before they got bad that's true. You're right. They always try to continue on with it. Mm-hmm. That was actually why I appreciated Breaking Bad. That's my perfect example because, because Vince Gilligan nailed it. He said five seasons and we're out. Yes. Because, yeah, it's usually around the seven, eight, or ninth season where it's just like, why hasn't the show died yet? And you can always tell. Oh, yeah. You can always tell when the show should have ended and maybe when the creator wanted the show to end. But And then the producer's always just uh, like... We need that money. Exactly. <laughs> no, because it's like we've seen that. It's like The Office, fantastic, probably one of the most watched shows on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It should have ended when Steve Carell left. Yep. Should have ended at the end of season seven when he left. Yes. It's like, uh, I know I used to be a big fan of House. It's like, towards like the last couple of seasons, everybody left. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's just like, oh, well, it's and it was another show of like, okay, well, this is supposedly the last season of House. I might as well watch it. It was a pretty terrible season, in my Uh, opinion. So, uh, House was that way. Uh, Scrubs. Also, love Scrubs. Uh, (laughs) Really annoyed because they had eight seasons. The final episode of season eight was called My Finale. And then two years later, they're like, oh, here's Scrubs back for season nine. And it's like, what? And it was totally different people. Yeah, it it was med school and it wasn't any of the original actors. Like, oh, maybe they made little cameos, but they are not the main focus anymore. It's all these interns. Yeah, it got about like five or six episodes in and then got canceled. Really? Yeah. So it's Uh... like, again... Don't you already ended the show? Why are you continuing it? Stop. Yeah. Just stop. <laughs> it's yeah, you're you're right. There's there's too many shows that do that. And I'm trying to think there was one recent that I saw that I, I felt like did that. I can't remember it though. I'm not gonna try to remember. Yeah, but, um I, I know like a lot of people gave flag to how I met your mother because that was another show. You know what? How I met your mother is it's funny. I never got into that show. Mm, there were so, there were so many people like you and my brother and like a lot of people that I know that are usually into the same stuff that I am or like mm-hmm. check out how I met your mother. Mm-hmm. And dude, I always did try to go back and watch them and like I it's one of those I understand the appeal of the mm-hmm. show, 
But I just personally was just like, I just don't, I don't find it funny. I don't find it entertaining. Right. I, I, I feel like Neil Patrick Harris is an entertaining guy, but I do not think he is a good actor. Right. I do not think he played his part well. I thought he played it very obviously just trying to be, you know, a douche. Over the top. Yeah. And, and see, like, now, and that's what's real funny because, like, I feel like that's where theories come in and make something that was not great seem a little bit better. Because it's like, yeah, it's like for me, How I Met Your Mother was like, okay, this is fun. And it was a lot more fun when I was in my early 20s, single, and living the Bachelor lifestyle. Because, uh-huh. oh, this is a show about Bachelors. Right. So I was like, oh, I can, you know, I, I understand where this is coming from and everything. It's like I, too, want to go out and drink and party and just, you know, meet women. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's that's what I want to do. Right. So it's like that's why I really got into the show. But it's like, yeah, ever since I've, like, finished it and everything, I don't think I've ever gone back and watched it again mm-hmm. and it's like also the big thing uh going back to the whole uh, theories making things that seem terrible better is there's a big theory that since ted the main character of the show is telling the entirety of the show through his eyes to his kids of like oh here's what's happened and of course it's been a while but spoilers right that he ends up with robin at the very end that the uh-huh. mom uh, he meets the mom Mom passes. They, they have kids. The mom passes, and then he's like, "Oh well, I wanted to tell you this so I can get you, you know, I can get my kids' permission if I can date Aunt Robin." Well, it wasn't even that. I I because rem- I do remember the last episode, and I mm-hmm. remember he told it, and they were like, "Oh, just remember go the with kids." Them. Yeah, the yeah. kids were like, go like "What are you doing here? Go, 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 Dad, go to her, get us a new mom." Yeah, you know, and so like <laughs> that was the big thing. Like the theory became that the reason why. Neil Patrick Harris's character Barney was such a douchebag was because this is being told through Ted's eyes. Barney was the one that ended up with Robin. He was the one that was getting married to Robin, you know. Oh, interesting. So of course, why would Barney be a douchebag unless he's trying to make Barney not seem like the right guy for Robin? Mm, interesting. That that does add. I mean, it doesn't make me any more interested to watch the show. But it makes the show more interesting. But it does make the show more interesting. And it's like that is something else I heard about How I Met Your Mother that that ending scene, the end of the show, they filmed at about season two or three. Oh, really? Because they wanted the kids to still look like they did when the show started. So they had it all planned out. They then. had it all planned out, and that was something I found out recently. So I was just like, oh, yeah, well, look at what was happening in season two and three. Everybody was really excited to see Ted get with, you know, Robin. Uh That was the big thing. But over the next five, six seasons, people had given up on Ted getting with Robin because it wasn't happening. People had learned to like Barney's character more because now he's being more sentimental and he's getting with Robin. And they want to see Barney and Robin hit it off. And now everybody's just like, oh, I just want to meet the mom because that's what we've been building up to. And it's just like... Yes, we already kind of had this ending planned out for the past five seasons, so we're still going to use it. Well, and that's (laughs) so that's what bothered me. So I ended up watching a lot of the show because at the time, and there was a time when I lived in an apartment with my brother and somebody else, and they both really liked the show, so it was on a lot. So I just, you know, by being there, I was watching it a lot. Yeah. And I will say that. I was very into the last season mm-hmm. because the last season was very emotional. Oh, yeah. And I felt like they tugged at those heartstrings very well. Yep. Um, so I did enjoy the last season. 
But what bothered me, just as like the same as I think bothered a lot of people, is just as you said, all of a sudden you're taking these characters that maybe weren't supposed to be so likable, and now you're making them likable, uh-huh. like Barney and Robin. Yeah. So, and just as, again, you said, you went through three seasons seeing this relationship between Barney and Robin flourish, you know, as they got together and then got married and did all yeah. that. And then the very last episode, you know, you spend a second of him saying the marriage didn't wake out or didn't work out. out. They got divorced. Yep. What? Well, I would have loved to see that. Yeah. I would have loved to out. see that progression. And that's what's so funny. Cause I also heard about that when they released the last season on DVD, mm-hmm. they had an alternate ending where the mom didn't die. So tell me about that. Cause I never saw the alternate. Yeah. Ending. So I ended up just looking it up on like YouTube or whatever. And it was just like, yeah. So basically he says like, Oh, Hey, I met your mom. We had the kids, mm-hmm. you know, we had you guys and you know, we grew up raising you and it was all great. And then it's just, instead of going to, Oh, she died. And I want to get back with robin it's just yeah you know we raised you guys we had a good time and that's how i met your mother cut to credits see i would have preferred that exactly (laughs) the majority of the families would have preferred that (laughs) but see but like i i also look at it too it's like what was the fuck like Okay, sure. You had to make an alternate ending to appease fans who didn't like the original one. Yes. But you made the original one. Like yeah. I would have just, I would have just kept it. I would just be like, okay, well, fine. You hated it. Sorry, but that's the way it ended. Uh-huh. You know. Like going back and creating an alternate ending. What you have people who are gonna be like going through watching the whole the whole series again and going, All right, we're gonna make sure we choose the right ending this time. Yeah. Like, like, come on, get the uh, fuck out of here. <laughs> but yeah, I just yeah, everybody loved how I met your mother. There you know, it, it was, was good the, for its time. It was one of the most high ranking shows at the time. I, I definitely never go back to it. So it's like if that tells you anything, it's like I go back to the office all the damn time. I watch that show over at least the first seven. So you seasons. just you just don't get the uh the well, not replay value, but I mean, I guess it's replay yeah, it's value. kind of replay value. Yeah, no, I, I don't feel how I met your mother has very good replay value. It's mm-hmm. like The Office has fantastic replay value. I will watch the first seven seasons over and over and over again. See, and it's funny. <laughs> I, f- I feel the same way about The Office, mm-hmm. whereas like I've seen all of The Office, mm-hmm. but I probably wouldn't go back and watch it yeah. again. See, it's like for me, it's it's The Office and it's Scrubs. I will go back and watch Scrubs over and over again too mm-hmm. because Scrubs is that show I you know grew up, got through high school with. So mm-hmm. it's like it has that place in my heart. I feel that. I get that. I used to be like that with that 70s show a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got I through did. that 70s show as well. And it's like, see, another perfect example of a show oh, that, stayed, have ended. that stayed on too long. Should have ended after season five and they got rid of Eric. Yep, exactly. All right, man. Well, I believe we have reached our hour. Oh, look at our that. Hour. Our Ow. hour. Ooh. Our hour. I love words. I love words. <laughs> All right, Kyle, thank you so much for being on with me today. Of course, sir. It was a pleasure. I always enjoy having you on. Uh, we are going to be doing a Three Men podcast here soon. Ooh. So when that comes to be, we can do little things like meet you and Vince. Oh, or, that would be know, fantastic. I know Vince would here. love that. Oh, yeah. So a lot of good things to come, dude. Uh, a lot of good things to come for all of you out there. <gasps> 
Be ready. Be ready. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I do always appreciate the listeners. Remember to follow us on all the social media platforms. I've said it the past few times, but I will say it again. We do have a second update video coming out soon. It will be up before April 1st. That is oh, guaranteed. Uh, and what, no, no April Fool's here? No April Fool's here. That's why it had to be before April 1st. Yes. So, Eddie, uh, as far as when it'll, the exact date will be coming out, I'm not quite sure yet. I just can guarantee will be before April 1st. Um, and, yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys, to Kyle and I nerd out for an hour. Yes, thank you. <laughs> we appreciate you so very much. We really do. Any final thoughts, Kyle? Hmm. You know what? Keep being nerds out there. Keep enjoying yourselves. And always look to a brighter tomorrow. There you go, guys. Words to live by. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.